You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems, End. which is just my own little thing. So this is what we're going to do. So today we are joined by Ronald Osborne, the owner and founder of The Kickback. So Ronald is going to tell us a little bit more about himself. But first, we're going to get into these random questions. Random questions with Kendra. Okay. Um, So Ronald, like I explained to you, I like to ask random questions to get people warmed up. It helps to get me warmed up. Another fun thing I like to do <laughs> to warm myself up is um, a little tip I took from Brene Brown. I don't know if you are into reading Brene Brown, but um, she likes to say people, people, people um, before she starts doing her public speaking. <laughs> so she says she'll say, yeah, people, people, people. Uh, so that <laughs> that helps her warm up. But for me, I like to get into these random questions to talk to people because it kind of helps me um to get to know you a little bit better and fun fact for most of my listeners I've never met Ronald in real life we met um kind of on the phone through the email and a little bit he found me on Instagram so that's really cool and so we've just connected in this type of way and we are going to get into these questions so the first question I'm going to ask is not so random because I ask almost everybody this question but what books are you reading right now or what book are you reading right now Okay. And um, right now, I'm currently reading 12 Months to 1 Million. Oh, that sounds like an interesting title. What's that about? So, 12 Months to 1 Million. I'm still learning, reading it um, mm-hmm. via Audible, and I found out about Audible, and I just, it's just God sent to me. Yeah. Um, but 12 Months to a Million is basically um, starting a brand and creating a brand as far as I'm still, you know, early stages. Right. But what it's talking about is how to simplify creating a brand and just starting small and taking all those huge, great black book ideas and creativity that we do. And we before we start something, we got all these ideas and, you know, we create all these different channels and what we can do. And, you know, the imagination just goes. Right. Right. And it challenges to say, OK, well, what are you going to start with first to get you to that million dollars and here's way to you know here's um a way to where 12 million 12 months can get you to a million if you just follow these steps and stuff it's more of one of those business boring books that you know you just have to read in order to understand what you have Mm -hmm. um probably before that you know how to build a story brand was probably the most best business book i've ever read though okay are you like in is like so did you go to school for business? Is that your was that your thing? You did? Okay, where'd you go? The greatest school on earth. I went to Prairie View University. Okay, HBCU. That's what I'm talking about. I feel like I have been on a roll with these HBCU graduates on this podcast. So I went to Savannah State, the illustrious. Okay. And um I have a friend who went to Prairie View. Uh we okay. actually graduated. Yeah, when did you when did you when were you down there? Twenty sixteen. Oh, God, you're kind of young. Um, I don't know if Shannon really. was down there. <laughs> I don't know if Shannon was down there in t- uh, 2016, but we played softball together, and she played softball down there. 
From I I don't know what year she graduated from Prairie View. I know she graduated from high school in 09. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I graduated from high school in 08. I actually went to school. Oh, same. Late. Yeah, I went to school late. I decided to start working first. Okay. Then, yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> this <laughs> is, you know, the way, you know, just, I don't know. I, just, I needed an outlet, and yeah. school was an outlet. Okay. Yeah, so the books I'm reading right now, I I also do a lot of audio books. Um, I, because I like to listen to them when I'm in my car. Because if I try and sit down and read a book, I'll never finish the book because I'm always, I've always got my hands busy. My hands are constantly just doing things. Um, so audio books work best for me also. But um, I am right now, I keep telling people I'm reading The Richest Man in Babylon, but I really have only gotten to the first chapter I have you watched Bridgerton? No. Okay, so if you decide you want to watch Bridgerton, it's on Netflix. Okay, <laughs> but it's based off of a series of books by Julia Quinn, and um, I just finished rereading the third book from that one, which is the story about Benedict, which is my favorite. Um, but I'm also still reading Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Are you a fan of Brene Brown? Have you heard of her? No. I'm still fairly new to a, a lot of the authors and, and things like that. Like I said, like like you, I did not read much. Okay. Um, you know, sitting down and picking up a book is just like you'll never complete it. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I, I introduced myself to Audible in February. So okay. this is, I'm being completely honest, this is all still new to me, different authors, different books and stuff like that. So... Um, just bear with me when it comes to novels and stuff. I'm still green behind the ears. Okay, um, well, that's no problem. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. See, and, and then I the fun. Oh no, no, no! You don't have to apologize at all. The fun fact about me: I have always kind of been an avid reader. So, like, the only reason I can't complete books now when I'm holding them in my hands is because I'm busy. When I was a child and just growing up, I used to love to read. So, like, I'm I'm the kid sitting in the corner, like. At, in my house, just having quiet time, reading Harry Potter, like finishing books in weekends. Like that was me. <laughs> so uh, I, to find audiobooks really helped me as an adult because I was like, Jesus Christ, ever since I graduated like grad school, I don't read anymore. So I need to read some more. So my next question is, what is my next question? My next question is, when is your birthday? June 3rd. June third. So, what are you, a Cancer? I'm a Gemini. Ooh! <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Y'all are like the most hated zodiac sign. <laughs> yes, most for no reason. Yeah, they still um, can't come up with a valid reason at all. Ah, I, I see. I am a fellow air sign. I am an Aquarius. So, um, I actually, huh? It's like January, right? Like yeah, January. January and February. The end of January and, like, the beginning to mid-February. So, um, I I vibe really well with Geminis. Um, but I vibe better with Gemini men than Gemini women. But uh, I, I do understand why people don't like y'all. <laughs> uh, please break it down. What, what is it? Um, they, they don't, everybody can't vibe with that, like, that switch up y'all can do. Like that. Uh. 
they can't everybody can't get with that because they'll be like one minute like you're real cool and you're real chill the next minute like hold hold on who are you like yeah, yeah we do I, I i have i will say that uh, <laughs> now that you break it down yeah we, yeah we have the ability to like just completely flip a switch yeah and and sometimes certain people it happens when you push a button or you know that flight of fright yeah of, you know situations and stuff and yeah, I, okay, I see it now. Yeah, and, or and like I say, you know, we're two faced. I'm like, bro, I don't see that. Like, two no, faced a, negative, a negative like thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you know, you can always defend something negative on your name. Mm-hmm. And then when you just broke it down, like, okay, I see it. The switch, the the yeah, you know, the, the drop of a pen. Yeah, like I, I would not say a Gemini is two-faced as as if they were like, you know, turning their, uh, acting one way with you and then acting another way with somebody else. Not like that, but definitely that switch that y'all have that y'all can just go off and like one minute. Okay, like for an example, I used to date a Gemini. I dated, actually I dated like a couple Geminis, Jesus Christ. And um, <laughs> like they would do or say one thing and then like, their, or they would say one thing and their actions would be something totally different. And it'd just be like, that doesn't make sense to me, dog. But, like, I vibe with them really well. But um, I see why people don't like y'all. But, I mean. <laughs> we just don't like each other. We, we just like each other. Geminis, we just date Geminis. Okay, I understand. I understand. <laughs> Geminis, yeah. Right, right. They'll understand. But you know what? One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite people is a Gemini. My aunt is a Gemini, and she is like one of my favorite people in the world. So, yeah, y'all aren't too bad. I mean, for me, y'all aren't too bad. But for others in the world, they got other opinions about y'all, and you know, I'm. Now they know where to find us. <laughs> they do. In between what month you find somebody in between birthdays that much, and you know that people get quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, time, people don't save nothing. Cause it's just, we just sitting and waiting on it. Yep. <laughs> Everybody have good birthdays, but when Gemini, y'all here they come, y'all. Yeah. Let's get quiet. Let's get in the cage. He said, let's get quiet. <laughs> Let them have their time. Let them have their time. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so my next question is, do you have any pets? If so, what kind? Okay. Uh, but no, I don't have any pets. I recently just moved, so um, no pets. Not really. Um, a, not. A, a, I don't. I don't even like cats. No. Yeah, me either. But not a dog lover or nothing like that. You know. Um, I just never really grew up with pets like that outside of a fish. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> As I think about it, um, could I, you know, get a pet? Yeah. But it'll be a fish. <laughs> 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 a pet shark. Like something like exotic. Yeah. You know. But like just I'm I'm one of those like I like to like watch nature and my favorite nature like, you know, episode be the ones with water for some reason, like mm. in the ocean. So yeah. uh it's just something about fish, you know, the colors, the calm, the cool. It's just really I like it, you know, so that's why I'm getting me a fish tank. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're low maintenance pets, so that's they also a plus. Um, I so I personally I have two dogs, and we did have a fish, 
but the fish died. But in the fish's defense, he lived for about a year and a half, which was pretty long, I feel like, for a betta fish that I got from, like, a pet store. So... Yeah, those betta fish, they, they're, like, the worst to have. Like, they... It's like they die... It's like overfeed them, they die. Underfeed them, they die. They yeah. Smaller... It, it, you, those are for kids. It's like you just give them to a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the betta fish, he did. He went on to the fishbowl in the sky. But um, <laughs> the dogs, they're still alive and kicking. I've had one of my dogs. I adopted her when she was two. And I've had her for seven years now. And I can't believe it's been seven years. But I've had her for a while. And then our other dog, we just got him um, last year. Was it last year? Yeah, we got him during COVID. Yeah, because he's a COVID dog. And he's a little cuckoo. Like, <laughs> he's just a little cuckoo because he barks at rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, he just will be, like, in the yard and, like, we'll just hear him and we'll be like, what is Rocky doing? And his name is Rocky and he's barking at a rock, like, nonstop. Rawr, 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 rawr. And we're just like, what? In the world, this dog is crazy. But he's really sweet. Um, but he's just, that's his little quirk. And he's a COVID puppy. So, he's here. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> man got a vendetta on rocks, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and then to, for his name to be Rocky, it's just like. That, oh, that's full circle. Yeah, like, for real. <laughs> like, how did that even happen? And why are you obsessed with rocks? I mean, it's it's insane. Okay, what is your favorite movie that you could quote word for word? Not quote, um, but I got man. You're gonna think I'm weird. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> one of my favorite movies is um, Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. And um, dang, I just said Glee. Um, oh, in my head, <laughs> it's, like, it's um, dang, I just had it in my head. It's the movie where they're in that school and it's like a performing arts school and it's um, singing. Um, oh, um, High School Musical? No. Oh, wait, no, no that's not or, it. <laughs> I, I can't remember, but I, I'll look it up. But like, I don't, I can't quote it. Okay. Um, but th- those are my favorite movies. Like the, that's kind of weird. Like this dancing family-ish type of movie. And then all-body right <laughs> two opposite ends of the spectrum yes that's funny yeah well i mean i don't think that's weird yeah it, i'm trying to figure it out oh, i'm trying to figure it out my head who's in the movie um that's the thing i can't remember what i can't i, I can't remember let me see performing it was a performing arts. Um, it was like a performing arts school movie, you know. Um, Is it like a black performing arts school? No, it wasn't. That's the thing. I wish it was. But see, fame, everything. Fame. Fame. Oh, okay. So, okay. Fun. Fun fact. I've never seen Fame. Oh, you gotta see it. So basically. It's these kids, and they they all get you know um, uh, you know water 
to go to the school, mm-hmm. but in order to stay to stay in the school, you know, they got to, this is the top of the top, like, you know what I'm saying? Admissions, you know, is it, it's, 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 it's cutthroat. Okay. And so these kids are going through like, like hell just to stay in the school, you know, like outperforming each other, you know, getting tested, all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, it just I, I saw it at a young age and it was around the time it was like, was young uh and seeing a school like that and just like wishing i was there and that's what kind of brought me into like because i'm a very creative person yeah and i never even knew a school like that existed so it gave me a reality mm-hmm. but a fantasy at the same time okay and you don't really get too many movies where you can see yourself yeah you can see yourself in that movie not like Oh, I can see myself doing that, you know, mm-hmm. but no, like actually see yourself in a movie like you belong yeah. in that type of school, but you never got the ability to because, of, you know, they just didn't have those in, our, in my neighborhood. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, as far as quoting, though, and Law Abiding Citizen, I like it because it just shows you, like, it just shows you the world. Like, it, it, show, it, it, show, it, sh- it showed me the world. At like these are doing like very um, impactful times in my life, you know, mm-hmm. where you're kind of trying to figure out yourself, figure out the world, and they really molded me. It showed me like you know, a person was just defending themselves and basically raised hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it just it kind of gave you that thirteen reasons why type of feel, like how we always kind of rooting for a school shooter somehow. That was kind of weird. <laughs> And you think about it, like, truly think about it. We was rooting for a school shooter. 13 Reasons Why, um, I had a hard time watching it after the scene where the guy, where they, they stuck that broomstick up that kid's butt in the bathroom. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. That was such a hard scene for me to watch. I could not. I was, like, it was traumatizing because I just felt so bad. Just, I don't know. I felt so bad for him. That was and terrible. that's why I said we was rooting for a school shooter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Like, that type of movie literally puts you in a position where you look at the whole perspective. Yeah. Like, they they literally traumatized. This dude tries to turn around and was just messed around and bam, you know, like, wow. Yeah. Not all the case. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, after a while, you'd be like, nah, man, you gotta try to figure something else out. But, right. You know, taking someone's life, but when you stick a broomstick, yeah, up it, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. And to like for that to just be happening in somebody's high school, and then for him to walk out of that bathroom and try and act like like or try and just go about his day, and he didn't tell anybody. I was just like, tell somebody, like something. But I, you think about it. That's in, to, to, in today's society, especially for a lot of you know uh, children. Like, who do you tell? Oh. You know, like that's why you see a lot. And no, I don't. I don't want to like pick at like men, you know mental health and things right. like that. Cause that's not my expertise. But who do you tell? Mm. Like sometimes a person can be like, I have so much to say. I'm going through so much, but they don't want to come off like they're nagging or they're, you know, something. Yeah. And they're like, well, and the person you talk to. They got to be receptive and be like, okay, like me and my best friend, we're like each other's venting partner. Mm-hmm. Like when she's going 
to stuff, I'll just be like, okay, she's like, I, I need someone to vent to. Right. Cool. And vice versa. Because in this world, you need at least one person you can call that's not judgmental, you know, and can basically say, I just, just hear me out. Just listen to me while I talk. Right. Because holding something in can cause you to do so many, so much damage to, you know, not only yourself, but others. Yeah. You know, we just want to be heard and seen in this world. Like we, you know, we thrive for attention or for somebody to at least accept us or like us. And that dude was able to hold that in. That's great. And he couldn't tell nobody because who could he tell? You know? I felt like his parents were pretty like accepting it. I don't know. In the in that show I didn't feel like his parents were parents that he should have felt like he had to hide something from them. And that Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. I mean, I don't know. I just think that but I know that like that teenage phase is such a weird phase. And maybe he also felt a little bit of, I don't know if he felt shame or whatever. That was just a hard scene for me to get through. As you, as you can hear, like, I'm really thinking about this scene. That is something that is burned into my brain. And I stopped watching it after that. Oh, yeah. Well, we can stop talking about it. Oh, it's okay. I mean, it's not something that's like, it's not something that like keeps me up at night. But it definitely, if I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, God, that was such a tough scene. Yeah, it was very tough. It was, uh. It, it caused a lot of people to have that conversation, yeah. you know, amongst each other. I will yeah. say that. Because you definitely want to, you have to create environments, like, when you're when you're a parent, you have to create environments in your home where your kids feel accepted and where they feel like they can talk to you about things. But even when you do all of that, your kids are still going to want to keep secrets from you. And that is, that is the saddest part, I think, for me about that. And we all have kept, you know, kept secrets from our family right you know parents and things like that so it's normal it's just certain things shouldn't be secretive right you know that's all that's really what it comes down to yeah you're right you're right about that okay let's do one more question that question took a turn like it got real uh deep there for a minute let's see one more question what was your favorite subject when you were in school? You can choose any school, elementary, middle, high, college. What was your favorite um, subject? Okay, I'm going to go college. And okay. I would probably say all jokes aside, statistics. Really? Yes. Okay. And this is the, you're, you're, I know you're like, why and how? So when I was at PV... Um, there was this guy named Lawrence McNeil. I remember that guy to the fullest. I don't care if I'm 70, 80 years old, I'm going to remember Lawrence McNeil, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, those, those teachers that they be like, yeah, he's, he's, he's hard. He's mm-hmm. very difficult. You don't pass just because you're just at HBCU. Cause a lot of students pass because they're at HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds bad, but there are a lot of teachers that don't push their kids you know push their students as much as they should and they kind of like fly under the radar i've seen so many excuses and stuff like that so lawrence mcneil doesn't provide excuses none of that is excuses you get the grade you deserve one of those professors right right and i'm always like i'm always shooting for the top grade and and the best that i can do and this class was like he was the first person ever. I've never failed. Like, 
I've never failed anything in my life. Like, not like a straight A student, but I just never failed a class. Right. Like, if I come out with a C, I'm good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. He failed me twice. <gasps> no. I've never met someone that he, I he, I had him one year, twice. I had him for one class, another. He failed me on the same both classes. I looked mm-hmm. at him. I'm like, oh yeah, we gonna have some trouble. <laughs> we gonna have some. You are my you are my enemy. Okay. Right. You are my enemy. So this one year, it was my senior year, my senior year, all, it was literally 99% seniors in his class. It was statistics. Mm-hmm. That was quantitative method. So statistics too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just difficult. We're learning stuff. And he, he teaches, he says at one time, it keeps going. He's a cool black guy, but... He, he trains you to get this information and come on, come on, come on. He, he doesn't stop. He doesn't redo nothing. He may repeat something if everybody's like lost and then, you know, he keeps going. Right. When I say I fe- I like, I love that class because it taught me how to become a leader. Mm. It taught me leadership. I didn't know because I'm the class clown. I, oh, okay. I end up becoming I had to break that shell off because usually I just hide behind jokes and I get good grades. Right. And, you know, people just think I'm the class clown and never, like, bother me. What <laughs> happened, started happening was I started answering the questions faster and faster and literally got to the point to where it, it, it went from me helping. Imagine a computer lab. It went from me helping the people right next to me to literally turning around, talking to the person in the back corner, up at the front, like, cause I sit, I sit in the middle of a classroom all the time. It got to the point to where I truly knew what I was capable of. I was bring, getting the information and turning it right back, literally, if not that night or the next morning, and getting that entire class prep for the test. I never knew that I was able to do that. Hmm. That's what it was. The The class of learning statistics wasn't fun. It was the the drive that it caused me to literally just open up my secret powers and really just finally become that leader and start like really pushing people yeah. and really say, hey, no, you're going to pass this and this is why. And this is how I, I, I literally, before the class, was tutoring like, the entire class, like I literally sit in front of the class and start teaching, you know, the methods and different things like that. And like really just boggling down and like keeping it remembering literally an hour before the class. Mm. And I would just, it was just natural. It wasn't forced. It was just like, okay, well y'all asking me, I'm going to tell you cause I don't want to see you fall. I, I don't, I hate seeing people fail and I hate seeing people not achieve their greatest, you know what I'm saying? Um, like put their best foot forward. So it just caused me to do that. And then I don't know. I just, it, it kind of, it pushed me to the man I am today. And I couldn't thank no one, but that statistics class, to be honest yeah. with you. Oh, so that like that class, like unlocked potential that you didn't know you had. Yes. I did not know. I did not know I had the potential for that. And that's what happened. Hmm. That's awesome. I think, my favorite class, 
Hmm. What was my favorite class? I had a lot of favorite classes and a lot of my favorite classes were my favorite classes because I liked, um, the teachers <laughs> and they were good, you know, good people. So like, since we're talking about college, I'll just say my favorite college class. Cause my favorite college course was definitely probably photography. Um, I had a lot of fun in that class. I learned a lot in that class. Like before taking that class, I was pretty much like, I just had a regular like point and shoot little digital camera that I used to use all the time, taking pictures of me and my friends in the bathroom, like throwing up the peace sign. (laughs) And then um, that class opened my mind up to just a world of things and seeing things differently and all that good stuff. I really enjoyed that class. I loved it so much. I took like, I think I took like two or three more courses um, that were photography uh, related. I learned how to develop my own film, like in a dark room. I learned how to develop my own prints in a dark room. I learned how to use a digital light room. I learned a whole lot. And um, I still use like my camera to this day. Well, I got a digital camera. Um, I do portraiture for people from time to time. But right now I say I'm taking a break. Um, (laughs) But that's what I did. I think that was my favorite class. I took away a lot from that class. I didn't know. What was your major? Um, My major at Savannah State was actually English. What? So, okay, so it just opened up that idea of, yeah, that's crazy. I love yeah. that. I love the exploring part of college. I think that's, yeah, that's the, that's the best part. Like I became a DJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, I became a DJ. I, that's what really, that sparked me to have my own radio station and to do the things that I'm doing also. But I just went from having a love of music and the love of, music just turns into me having so much music like on my playstation at the time and these two and these two subwoofers like these two huge like speakers that was you know just hooked up to my tv for surround sound mm-hmm. and people you know they say hey what's it you know let's have a kickback i'm like okay i don't know what that is <laughs> but i was just like a little party just with friends i said okay i'm used to just having a gathering or a party but like no this is not like a party party it's just like friends come over, maybe nachos, drinks, and stuff like that. Right. The music. And so I'll have my PlayStation music on, and I had music playing, and people would just listen to music. And that's how it went from me having all that music to me becoming a DJ to, like, it just honestly, like, the exploring of yourself can open up so many doors. And mm-hmm. that's what I loved about college, like, that leadership attribute and, like, just having that love for music and turn into like something great, you know, something great. Yeah, that's so true. College was a great place. I, um, so I loved the photography part so much. I almost changed my major, but the only reason I didn't was because I was in like my last, I think I was in like my last year or year and a half. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to change my major. Cause I'm going to have to stay here longer. And I just can't afford to do that. Okay. Like, <laughs> It's always around that time. Like, I became a DJ my first year, but I didn't DJ the radio station until, like, my my junior year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, like, I was just DJing, like, parties and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's what I said. I said, oh, I'm, I want to be a con major, communications. Yeah. I, you know, I get in a radio station. I can do this. I can do that. But here I am a year out, you know, from graduating and I just didn't have the time either. And I said, man, 
if I only if only I knew about what communication, you know, the communication degree, you know, mm-hmm. offered, I would have double major or had a minor or something. But hey, it is what good. it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's. That, that's a great segue into the next question. Well, the real questions. So my first question is. Well, my first question was something else, but since we're talking about you're working at radio stations, have you ever worked at a radio station or for a radio station? Well, I worked at my, the school radio station. So okay. um, they, we had a school radio station called PV, you know, and um, I was a DJ and a, and a co-host uh, for one semester. And then the next semester, I was I gained the ability to have my own tired show. So uh, it was just one year of me working at the school radio station outside of having my own Okay. You know what I didn't do? I didn't ask you to introduce yourself. So I'm going to now ask you to introduce yourself. So Ronald, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about the kickback. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> um, nice to meet everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Ronald Osborne. I'm the owner of the kickback. And basically the kickback is a company that either produces or highlights specific platforms that's geared towards advancement of African-American communities. It, um, it provides an app right? That combines mm-hmm. its internet radio station and an online marketplace. And what it does is, is it connects minority business owners to unlimited, like, you know, just various channels, various customers, and it just gives customers the ultimate shopping experience. They're able to tune into great music and podcasts while supporting Black-owned businesses. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. I know when we first, when you first called me um, and we had our little call about um, getting on to the kickback and you coming on the show, you gave me this really great presentation. And um, at the end, I was just like, wow, that's cool. And you were like, hold on. I worked on this all night. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I was like, okay, let me, you know, I worked on, on this yeah. to let you know, but that's just my respect for you and want to be prepared. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I, um, but I, I, I really like was just kind of like blown away (laughs) and I was like, wow, this is great. This is really cool. I really like what he's doing. And then all I could think of was that's cool when we were, (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) right. Like, no, but the whole time I was listening, I was like, wow, this is great. Um, but I, I think it's such a great thing that you're doing. Um, I love like us lifting us up. I love that for us black people. Um, because like so many times I feel like we can see where, uh, we're tearing or it can seem like we're tearing each other down or like there, you get a lot, hear a lot of negative comments about black owned business and working with black, black people and things like that. So I think it's great that you are opening up this type of platform for black owned businesses to, um, kind of get, get their things started. So back to the questions, (laughs) Um, my other question is, what were some of the steps you took to get, um, to get your radio station started? Got you. So to get my radio station started, um, one, it was just research, um, and knowing like how to start a radio station, you know, YouTube university really helped me out. Yeah. And I, um, once I gained the knowledge, I just went out and did it. I invested into myself, which is the the first, you know, hard step was always starting it, right? Right. You know, just starting the process, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The second is investing into yourself. So it actually started off as 
I, I wanted, a, I had a radio station, but I really started to kick back off of having a podcast. Okay. Like, I was podcasting, and, well, when I got done with podcasting, I had a radio station to where I'm just, my love for music. So, hey, here's some music. Here you go. You know, enjoy some music from, you know, my realm. Mm-hmm. You know, share my love for music and the type of music that I love. But on Sundays at 7, you'll hear my podcast, right? Right. And it was the Kickback with Snacks. I'm um, DJ Snacks, so it was the Kickback with Snacks at the time. Okay. And I would have podcasts, and I was like, hey, you know, we was just, it was just good conversation. It was really good, deep conversation. And it just started from, okay, well, let me work more on the radio station. Let me not podcast, you know, as much and work more on the radio station side. So instead of me podcasting, I reached out and got other people to podcast. Wow. And um, it, it started from like, just really just even telling people, hey, look, you have a lot to say. Like, you should start a podcast. This is back when podcasting was just still fairly new. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And um, the radio station now is just, you know, just doing some good numbers. It's on the app. It's um, connecting to, you know, a marketplace. And now it's just really just combining the whole thing all together. But all the steps it took was really the main step was starting it. Second was investing into myself. Mm-hmm. And third was just honestly um, just believing in myself to do it, to be put it all full circle. Yeah. that I just thought it was so unique and different of course like we hear about now during the times now that we're in everybody's got a podcast like you can find a podcast for pretty much anything um but uh you were the first person i ever heard of besides like pandora and sirius xm like who had a radio station and i was like wow that's so different and unique like i wonder like what really like what went into getting a radio station um and then also on top of that it's like the marketplace like the mall um, I thought that was cool too. Uh, the way you explained it when we were on the phone, you were like, you know, like kind of like a mall where you can shop and you can listen to music at the same time. And that's like, hmm, that's great. Because like on YouTube, you can't even close the screen out and still listen to what they're saying. You have to keep the screen open. So I appreciate that. <laughs> it, 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 it solves so many issues and it um, it's a beautiful, beautiful platform. And I'm not saying it because I created it, but it's like, it's something that I feel like if I die today, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of dark. But if I die today, I know that I left something in good hands in our in our community yeah. to where people can like spread. It's so many great podcast conversations. Yeah. Like you said, everybody has a podcast, but how do I get to them? And like I was telling another uh, podcaster this morning, I said, all it takes is for one letter or one, you know, to be off and they won't find you. Right. You know, you can misspell Amazon or Walmart on your Google search and it still will go to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, that's the power of, of SEO and, you know, branding. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to podcasts, you 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 provide so much great opportunity and we're getting boggled down with it's so much, you know, people willing to talk about something, open up the door from mental health to um, to help you when it comes to business tips, to, you know, entertain you when it comes to, um, you know, current events, it, even news. Yeah. There are some, like, black news podcasts 
that literally provides that perspective of African, you know, from an African American perspective, mm-hmm. something that we don't see on on a national stage. Right, that's so, so true. You know, podcast opens up that door for our youth to literally gain that knowledge that they're not getting at public schools. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we're if it's boggled down on Spotify or Pandora, like you said, radio station, or you know. Um, you don't know how if you know to find those things, and they're not gonna cater their platform to you know the black community. We know that, right? Right. You know they they'll probably have one percent of their entire, um, like you know, selected podcast. Yeah, because I can't even. I don't think I could even. I mean, besides if unless you're looking for a black podcast, like besides the ones like I listen to small doses um, with Amanda Seals. And like all the podcasts that I like to listen to are of people of color. Like I like to listen to us talk about us and our experiences here in this world. Um, I do listen to one podcast that is a white guy. It's called Potterless, but it's because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Other than that. (laughs) But yeah, um, I, that's, I mean, this is a great platform. I think that I love this idea that you have about, that you have put into action um, because it is important for us to hear us talk about the world from our perspective. And I know for me, when I started this podcast, I started it with the intent to talk about my journey as a small business owner and entrepreneur who did not go to school for business, um, who doesn't really know much about business, but I'm just out here, you know, kind of doing it. Um, but it ended up just evolving into this place where, other small business owners wanted to come and talk about their journeys as small business owners and what they've been going through. And so like it became kind of a safe space and that's great. And I love that. Um, so I'm very excited. I was very excited to link up with you despite the way I came off on the phone. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I, so like I told you I'm an Aquarius and I mean, I can't blame all my poor uh, personality traits on the way the stars were aligned when I was born or where the sun was in the sky. But I, I come off very, um, I guess, nonchalant a lot of times to people. People talk about how I'm always, I always seem kind of unbothered. But if you ever met me in real life, people would say they didn't like me. I'm one of those people that people are like, I didn't like you when I first met you because you kind of look like a jerk. And I'm like, uh, I don't... Model tone. <laughs> it was modeled. I'm just like it. Okay. Yeah. Like I I don't know how I look like a jerk. I like but when I'm like when people meet me they're just like, "Oh, when I'm talking and stuff like that." But I'm not always very talkative either. I am talkative when I'm talking, but like when I'm in an environment where I'm just meeting people, I'm just kind of like, "Hmm, let me observe for a minute and then maybe I'll talk if I feel like it." But yes. yeah, I mean, that's how I me. Mean. I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I call myself like an an extroverted or an extrovert introvert introverted extrovert Um, you you just created one right there i did because i'm like both like i can be very extroverted but i can also be very introverted and like when my social battery runs out when i'm in a public place like it runs out and i'm just like quietly sitting bro that's when it happens because that that happens to me like being a dj um I don't like being around people and still. Like, it's, it's, that's weird. Like, 
give me my little box. I'll play my music. I'll talk you through my music. But I don't, I'm not one of those people that want to be all in the clubs. Yeah. You know, or being around people. And when I socialize, I want it to be like you're giving back to that battery, so to say, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to just be like give, give, give. Like, networking events to me is like, oh, okay. I go in, get up out of there. Yeah. I don't like to. You know, because once I sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And I, I got to go. Yeah. That's how it is. That's, I mean, that's how it is for me also, which is strange because I did, I was always told and, and still told to this day that I talk a lot. So I, but, but I do, I enjoy talking when I'm talking about things that I want to talk about or things that are interesting. Like, especially like if it's a learning experience for me. So like if I'm talking to somebody and they are just like dropping knowledge on me, I am just, I'm absorbing and I'm just like in awe. But, um, if it's kind of, if it's if social if events can be kind of weird. And then especially like post COVID. So like I got my vaccine and I'm like fully vaccinated with immunity. And like I, now they're like relaxing things a lot for people who have been vaccinated. And I'm just kind of like, I still want y'all to stay six feet away from me. I don't even, <laughs> I don't want to not wear my mask in public. I don't want to breathe in your air. I like, I don't want to smell your breath. I don't want to get strep throat. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's weird because I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, you know, even being vaccinated and stuff like that, you're like still walking around like, yeah, I don't, I, the trust factor is gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you not wearing a mask because you're vaccinated or because you're just one of those anti-people? Yeah. You know? So it's like your trust or it's just the fact that it's like, when you basically sit in the house, you're like, all right, cool, sit in the house. Part of you was like, all right, I get to build and create and connect with people and I ain't gotta I ain't gotta deal with traffic mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, being in the house kind of sucked because you 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 dealt with like these four walls, right? For but you a Gemini. Yeah, but <laughs> about it, I literally built more of my brand and more stuff then than I ever did. Same. I never would have started a podcast had I not had to sit at home for a couple months. Actually. See, that's the crazy part about it. Like me, um, Parkhouse 17 came from COVID. Yeah. Um, it came from COVID. Like, it came from sitting down and because I had quit my job. I had mm -hmm. quit my job. Like, um, like, I put my two weeks in. I said, well, hey, I got the kickback. And this is around the time uh, you talked about beginning stages. And um, the kickback was at a time where it was a TV network, radio station, and a shopping mall. So oh, okay. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I actually had 25 TV channels. Dang. And um, it was a time, I was like, well, things are happening. I got, you know, video content. I got music. I got, I've been doing concerts. I'm going to go do you know, some concerts, people want me to come to concerts for uh, South by Southwest, like things was moving, okay. like I'm having businesses like pour their brands at me, all this stuff. And so I said, I'm putting my two weeks in, right? Right. I had no, no, nothing in my savings. It was just straight, you know. Well, you was just out here. <laughs> I was out here, like out here. On faith. So... <laughs> Oh man, feet boots on the ground. Right. <laughs> and 
you know, I, I just had a sock on. I was just out here with a sock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, um, it was one of the clubs. It was a club that I was like uh, working at as a marketing manager, right? So I was like, basically, I throw events and I get percent back off of it. And I come up with some dope events and stuff. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, no, it's, a, it's an easy, easy profit right here. And so... I walk in, everybody looking up at the TV. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it's the, uh, it's the, I think it was, I think it was the mayor or something. I can't remember. He was like, yeah, we're shutting down Dallas effective, uh, immediately all bars, all clubs Mm. are shut down. They are not to be open. All this stuff. I'm sitting in the bar. They looked at me. I looked at them. (laughs) They was like, what time to go home? Bow. Wow. That was my the day before, the, that day was my last day at work, so I took, like, vacation time. Yeah. I just sat there like, whoa. Like, in, like that's when emails, hey, we're not going to do our concert. You know, we're not doing the event. Like, South by Southwest was canceled. You know, all those businesses, they like, okay, well, hey, these are small businesses. So, uh, some of these people, they, they work nine to fives. Yeah. Right? So all that time, it was like, hey, well, you know, I can't, I'm not able to do my business. I'm going to take a step back. I'm, I'm taking a hiatus. You know, I can't be able to pay for, you know, we, we can't take those hits. Yeah. And they didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. So I'm out here. And I just, I just had to talk with God. And next thing you know, I'm literally waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Don't even wipe the crust off my eyes, brush my teeth, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just coding, yeah. right? I'm coding. I'm I'm branding. I'm I'm getting out all those thoughts because I wake up and just have thoughts. And I tell people like we wake up, and this is something because I had did like business uh, consulting for a while during COVID just to help to pay the bills. Yeah. And I told him I said, you have to be a a professional procrastinator. Uh, I can I can do that with ease. Yeah, and you have to. And so they was like, "Well, how do you do it?" So I was like, "Well, here's one thing: you go, you wake up, and you instantly go to the restroom. That's just normal human nature. Your body's been asleep for, you know, six to eight hours, you know, mm-hmm. or ten for some. You know, you got to use the restroom, right? Right. But you don't just go to the restroom and then come back. Some do and some don't. But even if you do or don't, you always have your phone in between a two-minute span, right? You wake up, either grab your phone, go to the restroom, and you go to the restroom, and you grab your phone, right? Or you mm-hmm. just wake up on your phone, then you go to the restroom. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I told him, I said, use that time to send your emails, to go into your DMs, to, you know, um, write your notes, you know, like your just expiration notes, every thing on your mind it was like okay i said no no really listen because what happens is everyone in the world is basically picking up their phone so that means you're the you're the the last message but the first you're, you're on top of their their notifications right so if i want to connect with a particular podcast or music artist a business i'm gonna do it either early in the morning or late at night right i, I there's no reason to send an email throughout the day Unless that's just something you want to do, like I want to work nine to five, right? Yeah. No, you when when you wake up, you instantly just send it, or you have it automatically sent around that time. Yeah. 
because everyone in the world wakes up and grab their phone. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, okay, that's a good tip. And I said, to procrastinate it, to be a procrastinator, you jump on social media. Don't scroll to, for entertainment, scroll for connections. Go and see what people are sharing. Go and see what people are tagging and different things like that. You know, go to the search bar, go to your followers. And like on social, on Instagram, it's pretty cool. You can say least interacted with, right? Right. So what are you missing? Who's these people that you either follow, they follow you, but you're missing? Go to them, go look at their stories. Oh, boom, boom. That's how you procrastinate. You know, you're procrastinating because you're just sitting there. You're not quote unquote doing nothing. Now you're like, oh, and now you're connecting with people. You're still waking up, getting on your phone. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It ain't like you're waking up, drinking some cup of coffee, and it's a it's a way. So um, I know that was left field, <laughs> but that's what I did. I, I I woke up and I just started coding, and COVID just really just took a turn, and it was able for me to build Park Ave 17. It was able for me to connect the dots on. The kickback. It was able for me. I, when I tell you, it looked like the Da Vinci Code in my room. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had nothing it. but whiteboards and you know, like giant note. You know those giant notepads. Yeah. I just I had about seven, eight just hanging on the wall, all over the room. Like you can, the fan is moving. You can just see the, the thing just moving. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, it was like the Da Vinci Code in there. But it took it took me to literally not be at work, yeah. not be able to leave. Feel like COVID was in the mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. For a minute, I think we all thought COVID was in the mailbox, though. Like people were spraying off their packages and all that stuff before yeah, they would bring them in their house. Serious. Like mm -hmm. it was kind of serious. It, it was, was very serious. <laughs> it's still serious to this day. I think people are just yeah. under when you understand something even more, you're like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. More the more information you get, the less afraid you are necessarily yeah. because you're like, okay, I know that the main thing is I need to wash my hands. I need to wear my mask and I need to stay six feet away from people. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. That's great. You really sounded like a Gemini. Ever since I found out that you were a Gemini, everything I hear, I'm just like Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. <laughs> oh, with your, with your, um, with your, with your Da Vinci code, because like. Yeah. Like all Gemini's, I know you probably have one. Uh, you have in mind a book that you want to write or like some. <laughs> wow, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, all of y'all do. I have yet to meet a Gemini who does not have in mind a book that they want to write. Whether it's just like a memoir or. That's crazy. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> That's crazy. I said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, these are my notes. These are my, all my stuff that they gonna, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna read about me one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's how y'all are. That's I mean, y'all are good people. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You want to write a book, you want to write a book. Um, oh, but yeah, I can read y'all, okay? <laughs> um, so what did I ask you? What inspired you to start your radio station? I mean, I feel like you kind of touched on that though. No, no, we touched on it, but it was just um, I can answer it if you want me to. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, was it a person? Was it a thing? Or was it just like because you realized you just love this space so much? No, it was being tired. Yeah, um, I was tired. It was just you know how as a as a as an African American, 
whatever you, you know, call yourself, you know, I don't want to disrespect you or nothing like that. Who, me? I call myself black. Blackity, okay. black, black. No, I'm just kidding. Um, on, on paper, I am African-American. Got you on paper. Like, you know, same here. I'm black, you know what I'm saying? I, I get it, right? right? I understand it. And I speak all those different languages of those people that, you know, associate themselves different ways. The thing is, is that what inspired me was I was... I was tired, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just completely, utterly tired of of literally being able to, you know, draw breath and expect people to make a change for, for me. Yes. Look like me. I was just completely tired. I wanted to see change in my communities. And I knew that if, if they haven't changed this, you know, in X, Y, Z years, and they ain't for change this shit tomorrow, and they not for change it during my lifetime. And mm-hmm. if I don't get up and do something now, then my kids and my grandkids are gonna be going through it. Now I gotta teach them how to navigate through the same BS that I, mm-hmm. I could at least attempt to. You know, even if I don't solve it, at least attempt to. Right, you know? right. So it was just I, I, I took my combination. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, you asked me what took me to Goodman came back, but it was honestly just the drive force to see my community thrive. Yeah. My community. It was I come across so many dope, mind you, I told you I network with so many people. So I'm coming across like dope artists because I'm a DJ, then I'm coming across dope people when in college, and I'm coming across like just dope ideas and you know, all these different things. And I'm a person, I always like to combine my friends. Like, I like to, <laughs> hey, you do this, right? Yeah, well, they do that. Yeah. Y'all should talk. You know, I would always do that. And so, they'd be like, okay, okay. You know, you just can't mix everybody. But yeah. there are people that are like, whoa, if it weren't for Ron, I would have never, you know, you know, been able to do this with you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the, I, I was at Bridge. And so, what happened was I was just completely tired. So I said, man, I got to do something. I got to do something. And I don't care if if I'm just uh, the gateway to something larger, you know? Yeah. I have to do something. I have to set the, the tone, the you know, the same way that so many people nowadays are trying to have this passive income and trying to have seven streams for their kids and mm-hmm. they're doing it by way of stocks and, 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 and real estate and stuff like that. That's their way. My way is creating something, not just for my, my family, because I know my family's going to be straight, whether or if I take it through a professional route and work at nine to five for the rest of my life, or I basically get my business and my company off the ground. I know my family's going to be straight because as long as I can draw breath, I'm going to make sure that, but I just knew, felt like my community needed me. Right. You know, I, I, you know, driving down certain streets and seeing certain things happen, we can continuously. I, I was like, man, I can continuously watch this, you know, this news and watch the shows and be like, oh, that's effed up and this, that, and the third. Oh, I can do something about it. Right. And I think I just finally took accountability, and I haven't turned back yet. Yeah. I haven't said, you know what? That's not my problem. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It, it, it kind of got me in the beginning because I made everything my problem. Right. But right now, it's like I just hone in on, hey, what do I do? Can I help that problem down the road? Yes. Like, is there 
do I want to like create a better education system? Yes. Do I want to create grocery stores? Yes. Yeah. Do I want to create a better, better healthcare system for, you know, for African-Americans by all means? Yes. Right. Yeah. But how can I get there? Yeah. I have a love for music and I have a love for supporting, you know, small black owned businesses. And I love to talk. Yeah. Right. Those three things combined to create the kickback. Podcasts, music, shopping. That is they perfect. All, they all flow. Yeah, they do all flow together. And that, like, um, one of my favorite episodes that I've done on my podcast was in my very first season. It was an episode I did with my mom. And we talked about um, how, because my mom grew up during segregated times. And uh, she was talking about how they, even though they, they were segregated, they lived such a great lifestyle. My grandparents owned a tailor shop and my other, my, well, my great grandparents owned a tailor shop. And my other set of great grandparents owned a barber shop, and she was just talking about how it was just a whole street of black-owned businesses, and um, like I don't know who said it, but they said that segregation was one of the worst things, or was it desegregation? Desegregation was one of the worst things that happened to the black community. I feel like it was Killer Mike. Uh, anyways, yeah, but and he was saying, it, and some people were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he said that." But he explained it, and I understand what he means when he explained that. Um, that because black people now no longer have to depend on things within their community, we don't keep that dollar within our community. We don't keep, you know, our business within our communities anymore. So our communities are kind of like off to the wayside because there are so many just like large brands like. I don't know of any black owned grocery stores. I know that there is a Kroger down the street or a Walmart or an Ingalls or a Trader Joe's. Like I know where those things are, but if you asked me to point you to a black owned grocery store right now, I would be like, um, I don't know. Let's look it up on Google, you know? So I think that the kickback is great because not only do you promote those black owned businesses, you promote, black voices and you also um have the mall which promotes black businesses so i think that's really great i have i think i wish you nothing but the best i can't wait to collab a little more um with you and get you know get my podcast on the kickback and (laughs) get some things rolling but um we're kind of coming to an end do you want to shout out like your socials where people can find you um where they can find the kickback Cause I downloaded I, it. I, I, you know, you ask people ask answer this question in multiple different ways. I'll just tell them straight up. Parkav17.com. They type that in. They'll find the socials, the contact, the, you know, a way to download the app, a way to interact with it, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So you can type in the kickback uh, exclamation point on in the app store. Mm-hmm. And you can download the app that way, but if you want to like just really just remember this and it just sticks to you, parkav17.com, P-A-R-K-A-V-E-17 dot com. Okay. Where did parkav17.com? I know we at the end, but where did that come from? Where'd the name come from? It gives you that little like it it, it was a sexy like I guess upper echelon type of name. It it really it has no meaning. The kickback has a meaning. Uh, we didn't get to, um, but... Oh, no, tell us. 
Tell us what the okay. kickback meeting um, is. Before we end, um, the reason why the kickback, not only because I started there, but it was for our community. Okay. Um, like you were speaking about community. Every time someone purchased from the store, you know, percentage goes right back into the community. Okay. Meaning, um, you buy a shoes or something like that from one of the stores. Uh, the transaction fee we already worked out with the companies, 5% goes right back into the community, whether it can be zip code 76030 needs a grocery store. And this other zip code somewhere in, in Wisconsin, this black community in Wisconsin, they need more health care. So what we do is like that money, we gain it, boom, we drop, we drop it. Let's go get this health care system over here. Okay, let's drop it over here and go grab um, – we're not building basketball courts and stuff like that. We're building things that our communities need. So that's where the kickback comes from. Okay. It literally provides you a kickback in your community. So you support it. You support your community. And you don't even, you just came to go buy something. Or you right. just came to advertise. That okay. money goes right back into your community. So oh, That's awesome. See, I, I'm I'm here for the one word answers, but that is <laughs> that is awesome. That's amazing. That's such a great idea. Um, and this is such a great business. And I really appreciate you for coming on the show and thanks for working with me through that little weird technical difficulty moment we had. But the listeners won't ever be able to hear that technical <laughs> difficulty because I'm gonna edit it. So um I appreciate you for spending this late this late night evening uh session with me and coming on and talking about the kickback so um i'm definitely going to be pumping this episode out i'm very excited about it to air um yeah yeah because this is so unique and so different um so i'm very excited um but anyways thank you for coming on i really appreciate it um, I hope to be hearing from you soon. You know how to get into contact with me. Uh, you can always me- message me through email. That's always the easiest way um, to get in contact with me, but you know that. Um, so <laughs> I will be speaking with you soon. And, yes, and uh, continue just to move this world with love. And um, you have a great night. All right, you do the same. Thank you guys for tuning in again to another episode of the Hidden Gems Podcast. It is me your host Kendra and I'm about to be out of here but before I go I'm going to drop my socials and I think that's it I think that's all I have to share with you guys this week so my socials are if you're looking for me on Twitter or Instagram my social my hashtag or not my hashtag my handle is your host Kendra again if you're looking for me on Twitter or Instagram my handle is your host Kendra And you can find me there. I have kind of been slacking on my Instagram posts, but I will get back to doing that and being better um, at posting on Instagram. I've just been super busy with podcasting and other business ventures that I have going on. And audiobooks has completely taken over my life, as well as um, just taking on more responsibilities at my nine to five. And of course, being a mom and being a wife. Um, My three-year-old started wrestling this week um, for, I mean, not my three-year-old, my four-year-old. Oh my God, he's four now. My four-year-old started wrestling this week. So we're all very excited for him and he's very excited. Um, But anyways, that's beside the point. 
check me out next week if you want to hear more if you enjoyed this episode and you do not already if you're not already subscribed go ahead and hit the subscribe button for me um also if you are listening on apple Podcasts, if you have not leave me a review a rating and a review um oh excuse me it helps to boost my podcast up to like the top podcast when you type in the hidden gems podcast so leave me a rating and a review so i can get up there so it'll be easier for people to find me when they're looking for me because there are so many hidden gems podcasts um i really like this name though when i decided to change my name i'm attached to it so (laughs) i don't think i'm going to be changing it again but find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And it is the Hidden Gems Podcast. With me, your host, Kendra, bringing you all the goods, all the, and shout out to all the HBCU grads out here also. That's it. I'm about to get off this thing. I will talk to y'all on the next episode. Thank you so much for everybody who's still being loyal, still tuning in, still sharing, still liking, still telling me about how you're talking back to the podcast in your car. I really appreciate it.